Noble Dairy Queen's new summer blizzard menu is back and it is stacked. Dive right into the summer celebration with their new peanut butter cookie dough party blizzard. You can sink your red spoon into their world famous DQ soft serve filled with delicious chunks of chocolate chip cookie dough, swirls of creamy peanut butter topping and peanut brittle crunch with sprinkles. If the peanut buttery flavor isn't your jam, their fresh take on cobbler a la mode certainly will. Say hello to the Picnic Peach Cobbler Blizzard. You can also let your taste buds crumble with the ultimate cookie blizzard that features Oreo, Chips Ahoy, and Nutter Butter pieces. Dairy Queen knows everyone loves a good comeback, and fan-favorite blizzard flavors Frosted Animal Cookie, Brownie Batter, and Cotton Candy have made their triumphant return. Summer Blizzard flavors are now available at your Noble Dairy Queen stores with locations in Kankakee, Bourbonnet, Moments, and Mantino. Happy tastes good. People tend to stick to Hello and welcome to Kankakee Podcast, where we talk about the people and places of Kankakee County. I'm Jake Lamore, and our guest on this episode is Corticia Jones from Jay's Medical Services in Kankakee. Welcome. Hi. Hello. Hello. It's so great to have you here. Let's first talk a little bit about you before we get into Jay's Medical Services. Um, what's your story uh, when it comes to Kankakee, have you lived here your whole life? I have born and raised um, Kankakee School District. Um, I went to Kankakee Community College. Shout um, out to KCC. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> yeah. So that's also that's where um, my journey began. Okay. If we want to go into that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I want to say back in 2014-15, um, I decided to take the phlebotomy class. Okay. Um, it was time for me. I passed the class. It was time for me to do the clinicals. You know how it goes when you're working. It's kind of hard to do early morning clinicals. So it kind of got put off. So I waited a few years and I'm like, no, this is something I really want to do. And I kept saying it. I'm letting years pass, years pass. And I'm like, no, I can't keep letting it pass. An opportunity presented itself. Um, A lady named Jasmine Mays. She has a phlebotomy school. She does workshops and the whole ordeal. So I seen that she was having a workshop. I said, okay, cool. I'm going to reach out. So I took her workshop, five-day workshop. Um, You're able to sit for the national exam. And that's how I became a um, certified phlebotomist. You first started at KCC doing their uh, phlebotomy program. Right. And then you had life happen as it does to all of us, right? right? <laughs> yeah. 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 So, and then, so when was that that you completed the five-day course? Um, That was a little over a year ago. Okay. Yep. And so then it was right around that same time that Jay's Medical Services then came to fruition too, right? Yeah. So okay. soon as I um, got certified, um, the same agency that we sat and took our national exam with 
they're called Black Enterprise Consulting. So um, they was like, they said, well, we help people that want to start their own mobile flow body business or whether it was the draw site or a school. So I said, hmm, this is something I want to do. That was right up my alley. So I reached out to them and immediately we began starting the process, the paperwork, um, me getting certified as an instructor, everything. So everything was moving kind of fast. And I'm like, Lord, I got kids. I got work full time. And everything seemed like it was piling on me, but I got it done. Yeah. Well, good for you. Thank you. One thing we should probably talk about for those that may not know what uh, phlebotomy is, because I know I did not know for the longest time what it was. (laughs) Um, What is it? So basically, phlebotomy is just um, me poking you with a needle. Well, that's my version. Yeah. But it's basically the incision of the arm by a needle. So I'm taking a a needle, I'm inserting it into your um, skin, and I'm drawing your blood. So um, let's say when you go to the doctor, he, um, he or she orders blood work. That's when you can come see me or you can go to Riverside, St. Mary's, all these different places that provide those services. Now, I'm always curious, does a uh, phlebotomist, is that literally all they do all day long is draw blood or what other parts are there that you do? That a, a phlebotomist does, because <laughs> I I always kind of thought I was like, wow, like that's crazy that that's all you do all day long. But I feel like there's got to be more to it than that, right? It's not as simple as just drawing blood. No, it's it's really nice. So it's different things. So uh, we do deal deal with urine samples. Um, we can do pregnancy tests. Um, like for me with my business, you can do HIV testing gender reveal, DNA testing. So it's so much more like every um, facility might have, you know, their own way of doing things or only provide certain services. So when you finished your your course, did you jump into doing that medical, uh, doing your own medical services right away? Or did you get some some experience in the the workforce? So I really didn't. I just began on my own. So, like, I did have, you know, that experience drawing blood when I went to KCC. And then when I went through um, May's Medical Academy for her five-day workshop, we um, drew blood then. So that was, like, the only experience that I really had. Mm-hmm. So so now running Jay's Medical Services, you are working as a— uh, someone can come get their blood drawn or urine sample, right? For like different companies or can someone just walk in and say, Hey, <laughs> all of it, all okay. of it. So um, if you get hired and your employer say, okay, well, Jake, you need a um, urine, t- well, drug screening done. You can come over to Jay's medical services and get that done. So, you know, you got your um, employer drug screening, you have your, DOT, which is your Department of Transportation. So those for uh, for those that might drive box trucks, semi trucks and stuff like that. So we do those and we do regular um, drug screeners as well. Do you actually do the screenings there as far as looking at the samples or is that something you send out to to a lab? 
So for the DOT and the non-DOT, I do have to send those out. But um, I also, because um, through CLIA, I'm considered a lab, I'm able to run drug screenings and tell you if your urine came back positive of anything or negative. I want to get kind of nerdy for a minute because <laughs> this all, this sounds kind of cool. How do you tell when, you know, there's something in someone's urine that you're like, oh, you know, like what are those those elements, I guess? Is how do you how do you detect those things? So, I should have brought one, but um <laughs> it's it's strips. Okay. It's well, it's a whole piece. Um it's a urine strip. And it'll tell you if it has like THC, any other drug on it and stuff like that. So when those lines, it'll tell you um, one line um, negative, two lines positive or two lines positive and one line negative. So it'll definitely tell you. Okay. So it's not as like it's it's a lot easier to detect than I was thinking. I was yeah. thinking like let's get some microscopes. and Oh, look. <laughs> no, not even. <laughs> no. Nope. Nope. So it's really just kind of like. Those test strips are probably testing for like some type of pH level, mm-hmm. right? Yep. I would imagine. Okay. Almost um, like a pregnancy test. You know yeah. how those come back yes. with the lines. Yes. So it's similar. Okay. Yep. All right. I, I guess my brain just like totally just dove in and was thinking something a little more complicated. <laughs> no, it's I not that that's, hard. <laughs> that's old school, I guess, uh-huh. is what I'm thinking. Um, so... But you, uh, beyond offering those services, you also are teaching classes then, too. I am. Right? Yes. And you're probably, uh, I don't know if you're, like, do you hire some of those people that come through your classes? Right now, I'm not doing any hiring, but once I get everything on the go, I will be looking to hire. So, like, my last class, um, I had told them, if you all didn't have a, you know, a job by the time I got things on the road, I was going to hire them. Luckily, um, one of my students right now did get hired at uh, one of our local hospitals. Is there really a demand for phlebotomists right now? It is. Um, actually, the medical field is very demanding of RNs, CNAs, phlebotomists, anything you can think of in the, phlebo- um, in the medical field. Phlebotomy is one because that's the way that I'll just say for you you as an example, you can go to the doctor and say, well, I'm feeling like this. And they can say, "Okay, let's do an MRI, a CT scan, but nothing shows up. Okay, now let's get the blood work done. So that's where the phlebotomists come into play. So, yeah, we're very much needed. How often do you offer these courses then? The courses for for the 10-week class, I do every 10 weeks, or I say 11, because the class is 10 weeks, but I at least want to give myself a week off and then jump back into it. And do you have to have a a certain background in order to get admitted or accepted into the the 10-week program? How does that work? Do you have to already have prior healthcare... um, training or experience or education? Okay, so I'll say this. With the five-day workshop that I do, you have to have um, experience in a medical background only because it's only five days. 
versus my 10 week class, you can come in completely not knowing anything. You don't have to have a medical background, anything. Long as you come in with a GED or a high school diploma, you're good to go. Okay. So that's what the 10 week class is for. Someone that doesn't know and they want the actual hands-on, the full experience, that's what that's for. Yeah, because otherwise they're not going to learn all that in five days. Exactly. You know, you're talking to people that already know a lot of the terminology exactly. in the medical field. And so they're just, maybe they're a, a CNA, right? Yep. Yep. For example. CNAs can t- um, take the five-day workshop, um, medical assistant, even nurses. Doctors can too because I hear a lot of um, nurses and doctors say, I don't know how to do it. Or they may have performed it in their curriculum or like when they go to their clinicals, but they didn't need it. Yeah. And what? That was 10 or 20 years ago for some of them, I'm sure. Yeah. So they don't remember all that. Isn't it? I don't yeah. know. It's so wild to think <laughs> that a doctor doesn't, there are doctors, and this is no knock against them, but there are mm-hmm. doctors that don't know how to draw blood. Right. <laughs> like yeah. you would think, you know, again, no knock on them because they uh, obviously went through right. all kinds of other uh education and, and clinicals to right. learn more comprehensive things. But it's still um, it's still just a funny thought. Yeah. Because yeah. it's times that um, where I work at now, um, it's times where some of my nurses be like, because they call me Cordy. So they'd be like, Cordy, Cordy, can you help us do this? Or I can't find the vein. And here I go. So, yeah. So. And, and why is it hard to to find veins sometimes? How does that some people work. some people have small veins, some people have larger veins. Smaller veins are hard to find. Um some people use vein finders, but those aren't always, you know, very helpful. So, um if you somebody comes to me with small veins and they know their body, so if they say, "Okay, let's try here." I'm going to go there because I trust them. Yeah. So, versus somebody that I can just see their veins. Oh, that's no problem. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 I'm sure it's a trial and error. And the more you do it, the better experience you get at it. And that's I know true. with older people, uh, sometimes it's really hard to find their veins or their veins collapse mm-hmm. a lot. That's true. Right. Or they have the smaller veins to the fragile veins. Yep. Yeah. Yep. What else do you want people to know? Um, we do have the mobile, like I mentioned. So like just recently, um, maybe a few weeks ago, I traveled to Champaign to do a specialty kit. So like a micronutrient where they're testing your vitamin level and stuff like that. Yeah. So I do travel if you can't make it out the house or you just have a fear of going into someone's um, office. You want to stay in the comfort of your own home. I do come out to you. And how can people contact you? So you can um, reach me at my email is jsmedicalservices22 at gmail.com. Or you can reach me at 779-361-9179. I'm located at 244 West Jeffrey Street, located here in Kankakee. So, yes, that's right down the street from the Kankakee High School. But, Are there misconceptions that about uh, phlebotomy that you want to stamp out? A lot of people think that, like, it's not, like, it's very simple. Uh-huh. It's not. It's almost like 
someone performing surgery, a surgeon. Not to that very extent, but you're still poking with a needle. So if someone goes to poke in the wrong spot, then it could cause damage. So that's where the education come in. So no, it's not easy. Like it, some people scared. So like a few of my students that came in, they're like, I'm scared, I'm scared. Don't worry about it. Relax. And the more you do it, you will get used to it. So it's not an easy job. It's not an easy job. You have some people that's been a uh, been a phlebotomist for years. And a lot of people are afraid to miss. I tell them all the time, don't be afraid to miss. Nobody's perfect. I would be curious to know, you know, do, during that 10-week course, what is that like for people? Where do you start usually? So with the 10-week, um, we and start— And is that—, that- I'm sorry. And no, is that you doing the being the instructor? Mm-hmm. OK. Yep. So with the 10 week, um, we first start off, you know, with the introduction, introducing ourselves, getting comfortable with one another. And then we jump right into book work. We also jump into using the dummy arm. We don't do live draws until maybe like a few weeks in, only until everyone is comfortable performing on the fake arm. Once everybody's comfortable, then we're still doing the book work, but now we're doing live draws. And I would imagine, so when you're doing live draws, who are they? Are they practicing on each other? Who are they practicing (laughs) on? (laughs) Yeah, so they are practicing on each other. I even let them practice on me. Um, (laughs) My mom comes in, they practice on her. We also have... Um, two days where we do family and friends day. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, Can you yeah. imagine having that conversation, you know, being like, uh, you know, for instance, just like, hey, mom, uh, can you come so, uh, to, to my class so I can stick a needle <laughs> in you? I just want to stab you. Yeah. But and it's funny because um, my mom is actually going to be working aside with me. I'm not going to okay. say aside, but she's going to be working with me. So um, she's certified now as a phlebotomist and she's in the process of getting certified as an instructor as well. So, And being a phlebotomist is, what, what, where does that, uh, what does that look like on the pay scale? Is that a pretty decent paying job compared to others or? Mm, it's, it's nice. It's not bad. Um, I don't know exactly what everybody pay is starting off, but I would say it's pretty decent. And, you know, as time goes on, um, some jobs may do a six month um, raise or some might do a year. But from what I heard from one of my students, her pay, her starting pay is really nice. Well, Cortisha, this has been so much fun. Thank you. Thanks for having me. (laughs) You're welcome. 